I remember sitting next to a quirky girl in my fifth grade orientation, just because there was a free spot next to her. After orientation was over, she leaned over to me and asked if I wanted to be friends. Okay, I said matter-of-factly. And from fifth grade on, we were buds. Things aren't that simple anymore. If I were to lean over to a stranger at a work orientation and ask if they wanted to be friends, I wouldn't blame them for trying to get away as soon as possible. Childhood friendship likely looks different than friendship in adulthood. If you still have playdates as a 20-something-year-old and make new friends just from sitting next to them, more power to you. But overall, life shifts a lot during adulthood, and friendship can often be the first thing to be impacted. How do friendships evolve in adulthood? That's a great question. All right, to provide some context for today, Simone and I were thinking about this topic partially because we're now in this stage where we're really being more intentional about our friendships and thinking about how friendships have really changed during the pandemic. So to provide context to those two points, coming into adulthood, those are the friendships you start to get to pick. You know, when you're a child, you may not have as much autonomy or choice over the friends that you're really exposed to because it's going to be from school or out, outdoor activities or whatever it is. Maybe your, your, your parents are really dictating those relationships as well. But a lot of social studies have shown that if you have the privilege of going to college, that is really a time of life, especially in whether or not you go, I guess, in the 20 to 24-year-old demographic when friendships are typically formed. So... Right now, Simone and I have really been shifting out of that into this more of a focus on career, and a lot of our friends and family and people we know have really been focused on their lives, their careers, their families, and changing different habits. We're not around a ton of people our age anymore, so we're really starting to think about how do we you know, maintain friendships, make new ones, how do they evolve, and how do those dynamics change? Then we obviously have the pandemic, which has affected a lot of things. So with a lot of activities canceled, there may be less opportunity to meet people and connect around common interests. However, we did a bit of research and found that some different studies have shown that people are actually focusing on, yes, fewer, but deeper connections during this time. So it actually might be a time to really deepen some friendships that you've had in your life or maybe that you've been wanting to kind of get back to friends that you've had for a long time, but maybe haven't really been keeping up with. So that's part of the context that's bringing us into this episode. All right. For the first topic here, we're diving into meaningful friendships. And it's a large umbrella to talk about, but something that I've really been interested in is what does a meaningful friendship look like, especially with somebody that maybe you've known for a long time or somebody that you want to maintain a deep connection with I was joking with my best friend. We've known each other since we were like eight and nine months old. And we were watching the Love is Blind reunion. Apologies for the pop culture shout out, but it is a very interesting show. And there was a woman who brought a date to a party. And this was their first date. So they hadn't gotten the chance to know each other. They hadn't gotten the chance to talk much. And she pretty much just blew him off to talk to other people at the party. And he ended up leaving and she was super upset about it. And her friends were like, girl, you know, he's not right for you. He shouldn't have left you. Uh, And I was talking to my friend and we were like, you know, 
they should have said that maybe she didn't do the right thing in that situation and maybe she should have changed the way she was interacting with him to make sure that he felt, you know, uh, cared for and important. So that's something that I was thinking about when it comes to meaningful friendships is do you have people that feel comfortable, you know, calling you out in situations? I think that that's something that I've been trying to do more of in terms of being receptive to those types of things and also feel comfortable telling friends like, hey, you know, maybe this is something that you could work on because uh, I've, I've noticed that it really grows relationships. Is this something that you've ever had to pay attention to, Jeremy, when it comes to your friends? Like, I know that dynamics can be a little bit different when it comes to, you know, women and men. But do you have a friend where you're like, yeah, that's my buddy and I can call him out when I need to. And he calls me out and we don't feel weird about it. Yeah, it would help with my close friends that we'd be able to have that level of authenticity or honesty with one another. I think typically if those people are the kind that will call you out, those are also the kind of people that you can bring things to, right, in your life. So, yeah, most definitely. Um, And if you've reached that level with someone, I think that's a really good indicator that that is a meaningful friendship for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's really all about choice and being intentional about, you know, having that relationship with those friends because in adulthood, we also have more power to choose who we are friends with. It's kind of inconvenient in some ways because as a child, you're just thrown into situations where you can meet lots of people and you just easily become friends. Whereas as an adult, I feel like you don't meet as many people, but you have more choice. So sometimes it's hard to really know who you want to be friends with and invest in those friendships. So it's something that I've had to try to work on as an adult where I'm like, I spend the most time with my coworkers, you know, even if it is during a pandemic and, you know, over video, those are the people that I see more. So I should be intentional about having some sort of rapport and friendship uh, with them uh, just because I care about them. And that's who I, I talk to the most. I know you have some pretty cool relationships with your coworkers too, Jeremy. Is there anything that you've done to make sure that you can kind of maintain a cool friendship while also, you know, maintaining like a professional relationship as a coworker? Yeah, for sure. I think that you just have to, you know, people talk about separating work and life. I don't think you can always do that fully, but just understanding when you're in the different modes, right? Um, so if you're talking to your coworkers and you're at work or you're talking about a work thing, it stays around that. That doesn't mean it can't be playful or anything, but the point is that there is a different mode that you're in, whether it's being more professional or on topic or really talking about the goals you need to get done. And then maybe when you're kind of outside of that, whether it's like a happy hour or carpooling home or something like that, right, you probably shift to a different type of mode. So I think it's just understanding the different identities that you have and then also understanding how those come into play with different people um, based on if you're at the office, if it's during work hours or you're hanging out in certain contexts. But that's a really good point. Those are things to pay attention to or else they can kind of bleed into (laughs) the different areas and be a little awkward. Like, for example, you don't want to be, you know, being super unprofessional at work. And you also don't want to be like bringing up work all the time outside of work with that friend too. Maybe you do want to, but you can't and shouldn't, you know, (laughs) that's a good point too. For our next topic, we're talking about different types of friendships. So the places that you can start to make friends, really, we looked at as work, as we talked about the different communities you're involved in. Maybe you can make friends through the different activities that you're involved in, too, like sports or reading or going on hikes. And then your family, right? You're going to have different friendships with your family members. So within those different groups, there are types of friendships that we're going to have. And when Simone was talking about meaningful relationships, one type of friend that stood out to me was really someone that you've put in the groundwork 
with for a really long time. I call this the old reliable friend. But <laughs> basically, no matter the amount of time that's passed, you can really pick things back up uh, no matter what with that person and really get just like you've been talking or been spending a lot of time together. So that's one type of person. I think those are very special, obviously, in life. You probably only have a few of those types of people, but really making sure that you're keeping in touch with those people and really valuing them in your life, I think, is important. Other types of friends are definitely like the fun, new, exciting friends, right, that you might meet through an activity or a new community that you're a part of. And that might be someone that you just hit it off with really quickly. You might have a lot in common. Maybe you just like doing similar similar things. And it's interesting because I think I'm quickly drawn to those kind of relationships, but I notice they do fizzle out a lot. So it's, you know, kind of being, I think, okay with that um, and just enjoying the time you have those people or seeing like, is this something I want to kind of carry forward into a more long-term friendship? And then I also put, and then you can comment on different types of friendships or types of friendships that you've had from these types I've already mentioned, <laughs> Simone, but kind of situational friendships. Cause I think at this point in adulthood, right, that's a lot of life. Like you're going to have friends while you're working in that job, maybe until you, you know, leave that job and maybe you'll stay in contact. Maybe not. You might also have friends because, you know, maybe you have children and your kids play with their kids or something, right? So just kind of based on where you're at in, in your life, whether it is through work or something else, you might have those more situational friendships. And I think it's really up to you whether or not, you know, you want to take that to the next level or something within those. But those are some of the types I've identified. Simone, do you have any other types that you're really thinking of or within the ones I mentioned, any examples that you feel like have kind of, I don't know, not worked for you, but hmm. essentially that you find yourself more gravitating to those types of friendships? I think overall, what I focus on more is understanding the type of friendship I want with somebody, whether it's a current friend or somebody that I'm making friends with. Because I've realized, especially as I've become an adult, having friends is often a more daunting task than maybe like getting into a relationship. Because you can't really have a clean breakup with a friend, right? You can break up with a partner or a spouse. But when it comes to friendships, it's weird to be like, yep, you know, I think this relationship is over and I don't want to be friends anymore. So understanding like, why am I friends with you? What do I want out of this relationship has been really important for me, especially as I move to different places and I've tried to make friends during a pandemic. I noticed that each effort that I made to make new friends hasn't really panned out in the way that I wanted it to and I think I just haven't known what I want from like meeting new people and as you mentioned Jeremy it's a lot easier at times just to make like a 30 minute friend at a bar and have like a life-changing conversation and think oh my gosh I connected so much with this person and then a month later like you have no idea who this person is or like where they are in their lives so I think there still is value in that like you mentioned you know being able to connect with people and that is a type of friendship I think uh, but like I'm saying just understanding what you want out of a certain friendship and understanding that may maybe a work friendship is much different than like a family friendship because uh, one thing I do think that you can be friends with your family I think you should <laughs> put a lot of effort into friendships with your family because that's important but that might be a whole nother topic for another time but yeah I think that's the main thing I'm not sure if I have any specific thoughts about like, the types of friendships but more so like what do you do with those types of friendships and you know how do you think about that when growing friendships or becoming friends with new people. Yeah, and something that came up for me, I realized we didn't make this one of our main points, but 
is how do you kind of make a friend or what mm. distinguishes between an acquaintance or a friend, right? Like that might be kind of great for folks. I don't necessarily have a the right answer to that, but starting to think like, I guess, should we be more intentional of thinking of, you know, putting in an effort essentially to make yeah. friends and what that looks like. And I think, again, as you mentioned during the pandemic, that can be harder. So I think when I've been doing different activities, I've honestly just been focused more on safety um, mm. and just being polite to people. But I think I'm starting to want to make that step of, you know, like maybe being a little bit more friendly, right? Or like staying a little longer and talking to someone after an activity or something. And, and that can be hard, I think, especially during the pandemic yeah. with measuring safety and your comfort level and getting kind of back out there and also being intentional and wanting to make good, positive adult friendships. I think kids do it so much easier. I almost yeah. wish I could kind of go back to that, yeah. but that's something maybe we should be more intentional of is just when we're out and about identifying is this person cool? Is there someone I would want to maybe, you know, spend a little more time for, like ask for their number, ask if they want to hang out. And that can be a little bit more difficult or daunting, but definitely something to really keep an eye on and put a little bit more thought into, I think. Yeah. Do you think you have to be more intentional nowadays with making friends? Like say you want to be with friends with somebody, like I mentioned in the intro, is it worth being like, hey, like I'm interested in being a friend with you. Do you want to, I don't know, pursue that? Or is that like <laughs> a little bit weird? Because I think oftentimes we fall in a weird limbo where it's like, I want to be friends with this person, but I don't want them to think I'm weird or thirsty. So like, how do I balance the two things? Because yeah, it's kind of challenging to set the the tone and, you know, like understanding of where you want to go from like the beginning with a new person. Simone's thirsty for friendship. I am. If anybody wants to be my friend, <laughs> reach out. <laughs> she's definitely going to ask the Trader Joe's and Whole Foods people to be your friend. No, it's I a don't. Slow process. <laughs> I don't think you have to straight up be. Obviously, that's a little awkward. Be like, "Hey, you want to be my friend?" But I mean, it'll work for some people. Yeah. I think. Like I went and did this tennis meetup for the first time, and this guy when he's like hey can I get your number and hit me up to see if it'd be coming the next week like th that's very small right but and he was like okay oh you're gonna go on Sunday I'll go then too and he was really cool and we played singles after the big group played doubles and I think it's someone I could probably just text now to hit outside of the meetup mm -hmm. you know even though it was only one time like he took the initiative and seems like a really cool guy so I think those sort of things are the things I'm kind of noting more yeah. and then you know that could obviously develop into a friendship but I haven't really been doing that like extra effort so I think that's something I'm becoming more aware of that that's an option as we're starting to get kind of out more people are, are vaccinated and used to kind of being around other folks but that really depends on the person and maybe you don't have the bandwidth for that maybe you are in the category where you've been focusing on having deeper relationships mm -hmm. with folks and so it's good too yeah definitely well, let's jump into the last topic here. It's all about maintaining friendships. I say it like that really dramatically because I think it's hard. I think that, you know, even though you have those friends where you can hit them up like once a year, it's still like, am I doing enough? Is this a real friendship or is this just transactional? You know, it's hard, especially when you're focusing on your career and, you know, growing as a person and trying not to be a horrible individual to also put, <laughs> you know, a lot of effort into other people's lives. Because um, I think, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people have just been in a bad place. I was actually trying to listen to new podcasts the other day and all of them, people were just so sad. And I'm like, how do you have the energy to like 
be friends with other people when you can't really be a friend to yourself at this point. I'm not trying to sound, you know, deep or anything. I'm just, I'm just being real. So when it comes to maintaining friendships now, I'm like trying to hold on to the really small things that might not seem like a big deal, but do kind of help you in terms of maintaining friendships. So one thing that I really enjoy is my group chats. I have my group chats with my girls, you know, my girls from college where we can just maybe talk mess about people or just like like situations we've been in and you know those who those are the people I go to when I just want to like vent and have a good laugh and then I have like my family group chats and it's just like okay since I live far away from my family I'll make sure to just like throw in a funny meme every once in a while so we can kind of keep in touch and everything um and I'm also realizing that it's really valuable just to have like a group of friends where you just maybe have a primary focus on something like Jeremy has this fantasy football league and I at first I was like this is kind of weird but as I like witnessed it it's a super cool thing because you just have a whole bunch of people you're interested in the same thing and like that's what brings you together um I know that I'm, I'm making it seem like it's just one thing Jeremy because I know they're college friends but is there anything from that group of friends that you're like yeah like this makes it easier for me to maintain friendship with these people yeah well Back to the, I know, context we did a little looking up of social scientists studying essentially friendships in adulthood and common trend throughout, you know, any type of people was that shared interest, right? Really being key to keeping friendships together. So as you mentioned, we went to college together, but having that shared interest of sports and specifically football and fantasy football is something that's going to keep us coming back as there's things that happen, you know, every week or in the news around football, then we can kind of talk about that and banter about that. So definitely I think having those things is really helpful. I know I'm someone I, I played a lot of soccer. And so that was definitely the main thing that brought me together with people and I had a lot of my friendships with around. And I actually, unfortunately got a few concussions that can no longer play. And so I had to find something I know for me to basically fill that void and really coincided well with my friends inviting me to the league um, at the same time that I was basically coming out of playing a lot of soccer and being really involved in that community. So yeah, I do think it's really important to find those communities, regardless if you think at first, at first I was like, I don't think I'd be into fantasy football. I'm going to avoid it. <laughs> and now I'm like the most active person. They make fun of me for it um, in it. So, but I want, I want our league in my, in my first, first year. So, you know, it was flex? worth it. It was a flex. Um, a thing that's coming up for me too is, I think when you said the group chats, it, those are pretty important too. Just sending like little life updates or pictures or something. Those are really yeah. bright in your day. Or I appreciate, you know, getting photos of my nieces and nephews and kind of seeing their development, especially if I feel like I'm missing out yeah. on that. And especially when, when you just text individually, like if I text one of my sister's old friend or something, it does feel a little transactional or weird. Like, oh, how's it going? So it's nice to just get those little updates that are maybe unsolicited, but that's even better of just like, oh, you wanted to reach out and show me a piece of life that you're experiencing. So I think I encourage other people to do that to others. If you're just thinking about it, like, oh, do they even want to hear? I think people appreciate that in yeah. general. If you just share kind of life updates, obviously be interested in what the person's doing as well and ask them. But I think... People appreciate knowing that you're out there, that you're thinking of them. There's something that you want to share mm -hmm. from your life with them. And that can be really important as well. And I'll throw it back to you. The last thing I was going to say on maintaining, sometimes it's okay uh, for friendships to fizzle out. That's just a part of life, right? Yeah. We go through different seasons. Like I said earlier, there are situational friendships. So maybe you didn't even realize it, but you were friends more because of work or <laughs> yeah. something you were doing. And so 
I think that's something to contemplate. Maybe if you're moving out of doing an activity or you're leaving work or something, being intentional about, is this a friendship I want to carry past having this shared interest or the shared community? So something to think about, but it's also okay if, if it doesn't, you know? Yeah. And I just had a couple people retire um, from my work who I really appreciate and like and look up to. So I touch base with them once in a while, but it's probably never going to be the same as when we were working together, that friendship level and just being okay with that um, is all right. That's part of having those adult relationships. Any comments or things that brought up for you, Simone? Yeah, I think that's important. Not only, you know, being okay with friendships fizzling out, but being okay with friendships evolving, you know, like, like you're saying, situations will impact a friendship. For instance, I have (laughs) my 13 closest friends um, at my job. We were all interns together. I think I got that number right. It's either 13 or 12 or 14. But anyway, all of them I love dearly. But as we kind of moved on to new roles across the country, you know, we can't talk to each other as much or like roll up to people's desks. But we still have our group chat, like I mentioned. And, you know, we don't talk as much, but I still feel connected to them. So I think that's one thing where it's just like, you have to understand sometimes you're not going to be able to keep in touch with people, but that doesn't change the friendship from being real. Uh, so that's a, a big thing that I've had to tell myself also uh because i think sometimes i get like separation anxiety that comes from me like moving to a new state when i was 12 thinking oh my gosh this is gonna drastically change my life and i'm gonna have no friends no that's not the case um (laughs) so even though i brought a little bit of that into adulthood i'm really telling myself like yeah it's okay when things change it's okay to move um to be in a different space and keep friends you know it's possible especially with the world of technology Special shout out to social media. I think people put social media down a lot, but social media will allow you to like keep in touch with your second grade like playground buddy that you didn't even know existed until, you know, like you logged onto Facebook in 2009. So um, I really do appreciate having those opportunities to just like check on people, even if it is isn't like a one on one interaction. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it for me. Anything from you, Jeremy, before we close out here? Yeah, I think you brought up a great point with social media. We tend to demonize it a lot, but for keeping in touch with people and friendships, it's great. And I think that it's really more of the habits that we go about using social media that aren't super great. But, you know, I wouldn't be able to keep in touch with my relatives in Louisiana like I do Mm -hmm. without social media. Or I wouldn't be able to keep in touch, like you said, with basically people from elementary school and see like someone's going to law school now right. or something like those are like married awesome. with kids oh like. yeah that too that too <laughs> but anyway thank you so much Simone I think I'm going to close us out with just an idea or prompt but basically asking folks how have your friendships changed in adulthood do you have any tips around how to either maintain friendships make new friends and a final thing I wanted to say too I really like what Simone said I almost gave you snaps when you were saying you have to be a friend to yourself just a reminder to folks that you are worthy of friendships and love and loving yourself and being connected to people and a lot of people are going through a tough time as Simone said so just remember that you know there are friends more than willing to be available to you you are definitely worthy of having friendships even if you are an adult and really busy and Simone and I are definitely willing to be your friends as well so great question (laughs) friendship exactly (laughs) and that I mean that's really the reason we started this podcast was to build community with others so go ahead and If you'd like to, go ahead and email us at greatquestionpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear specifically any comments you have around the adult friendships in your life. And we hope that you have a great day. Bye-bye.